Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. Um, pretty early on in my career at Ithaca, I knew that marketing was really the focus that I wanted to dig into. It's interesting because well, I guess students that are listening to us and that are reading Scott's book, they're taking their very first marketing class. And I think it's interesting because I think in first year, students don't really understand what marketing is. And they might think of it sort of in a narrow mind, just on the advertising side, not appreciating how big marketing can really be. So for those students listening to this and they're, they're taking their first marketing class and kind of have no idea you know, what different opportunities there are. Is there something that you wish you knew back then that we could share with them today? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of different angles and opportunities within marketing. Um, there's certainly your traditional brand marketing. Obviously, digital marketing has exploded. Um, there's just a lot of different paths you can take under the marketing umbrella. And for me, actually taking Professor Erickson's um, intro to marketing class, what I loved is that we, you know, profiled um, a bunch of different companies and case studies and, you know, really got to learn about a problem and something that, you know, the company worked on. And, and that was sort of, again, my first intro to like understanding the scope of you know, how you can have an impact uh, to the overall business uh, through marketing. Um, so, yeah. And were there internship opportunities at Ithaca while you were there? There were, yes. I did an internship um, with one of the downtown organizations, um, helping them with like their marketing activities. They were doing a lot of the like events on the commons. So I would go to like the different um, store owners and work with them to try to see if they wanted to participate in like various events that we were doing. Um, everything was, you know, trying to draw people down to Ithaca Commons and then um, really partnering with all the different stores on the different initiatives and activities. So um, I loved my internship experience there and it helped me get a little bit of, you know, real world interaction while I was um, at school. I think that's key is to get that, as you say, and um, Professor Erickson's class is getting that applied through the classroom, but also having the opportunity outside the classroom to gain that applied knowledge in a low risk way because you can try something different. 
Yes, and I think internship opportunities are just so incredibly helpful because it just gives you a little bit of experience. Um, you know, to your point, it's a low risk um, environment and you know, it's a really great way just to kind of like dip your toe in the water and, and get some learnings. Now, Erin, while you, uh, once you graduated from Ithaca, you know, most students at that point are really focused on finding that first job. And, um, and that's, a, that's a stressful time is thinking about, okay, am I closing doors when I'm sort of figuring out where I'm going to start my career? So you had that whole challenge, trying to figure out where you wanted to start and what opportunities there were. But at the same time, you were also applying for MBA, you know, thinking about that. Yeah. So that's a lot to take on, you know, all at the yeah. same time. So what made you decide to pursue an MBA? Yeah, I think for me, I always knew um, I just wanted to take my education further. I really felt like getting an MBA would help me stand out from a candidate pool, you know, as I went on into my career. And, you know, I felt pretty strongly that I wanted to go back to school on the earlier side. A lot of MBA programs, of course, they want you to have like five to 10 years of experience working before you go back to school. And for me, I just was nervous that, you know, life may take me in different directions. Who knows what might happen? And I didn't know if I would have like the time and the commitment and really the drive and energy, um, you know, 10 years post-college. I felt like I was still in the student mindset. I was still, you know, capable of, you know, doing a lot. And it was a, it was a big challenge because I was working full time and I went to school part time nights and weekends. And it took me um, just under three years. Um, and again, everybody's different. But for me, um, that was like a significant uh, work effort that I felt like I was better suited having more recently come out of a college environment. That's amazing. And what did that do for you personally, from a personal development perspective or professional development perspective? What did that master's degree give you that you feel kind of supplemented your career? I loved my MBA program. Um, I went to Babson College and it was great because I felt like it built on all the foundations that I got from Ithaca College. So um, a lot of the classes that I took at Ithaca College, I got credit towards and didn't have to um, retake some of those classes. But I got to go a step further in you know, accounting and some of the marketing strategy courses and feel like I got a little bit more well-rounded just business background um, and again you know being at the graduate school it's very much focused on case studies and real-world examples and um, we had a lot of um, the different business leaders come into the class to talk about the problem that they had and like review the case study with us and I just found it so fascinating the you know, it was really a full spectrum of people working in like pharmaceutical, finance, marketing. Um, there were even some doctors that were, um, you know, coming to get their MBA to kind of go in a very specific direction with their careers. So I felt like I got to engage with a lot of really interesting people. Um, 
And I'm just, I loved my experience. It was hard work, but I'm so glad that I did it. And what I love about that too is that it gives students an appreciation for the fact that you don't have to think about doing a master's degree full time. Obviously, there are a lot of challenges, as you've just said, trying to balance that along with working. But it is another alternative that students just might not be considering. Yeah. And, you know, by all means, if you're in a position where you can go back full time, that's wonderful because you'll do it faster. But, you know, my situation was I had finished Ithaca College with a fair amount of student loan debt. Um, I needed to be working and my company actually offered um, to pay for part of my um, MBA. So that is a huge benefit of doing it part time. If your company offers that benefit, you can get them to supplement um, the cost of your degree. So was that company Simon Property Group, Erin, your first job out of school? No, um, Saucony and Reebok actually both contributed. So your very first job, your very first job out of Ithaca, was that with the Simon Property Group? Yes, it was. In an entry-level marketing position? Yes, I was the um, marketing assistant to um, the mall marketing director. So it was working inside one of the shopping malls, um, and I supported the marketing director. Right. So what, um, do you remember what it was like back then applying for that first job, what the market was like, what the interview process was like? I do. It was, um, a really challenging time. So I started the process when I was still at Ithaca, probably around January, February, you know, ahead of graduation time, I started looking for jobs and, um, you know, I went home a bunch of times for interviews and I honestly, the job market in 2004 was not great and I had a really hard time finding a job. I graduated in May and I didn't get the job at Simon Property Group until I believe I started in July. So, um, you know, just from like a expectation perspective, it was like, a really hard lesson because I, you know, when you're in college, you just, you know, you're kind of bolstered by the fact that you're going to a great school and, you know, you're going to get an amazing job at, you know, a great salary to start. And that just wasn't what I found. And it was really discouraging. And, um, the, my first job was most definitely not what I wanted to do with my career. Um, but I just felt like, okay, this is a job. They're willing to pay me. It was like very entry level. Um, I actually wasn't even making enough money to move out of my house. I was still living um, at home. So, you know, it was it was a bit of, you know, a sacrifice, but I felt like, okay, this is a first opportunity. Let's just go. Um, and I was there for about a year um, before I was able to, you know, move on to my next opportunity. You know, I think there's a great lesson in that, Erin. Thank you for, you know, sharing that part of it because I think students do need to understand that you're not going to get your ideal job right off the bat. There will be external factors that you can't control that will influence where you end up with that first opportunity. 
But the fact that you took that opportunity, it was a marketing entry level job. So it helped you to still grow and develop in that area. And I had a similar situation when I graduated, there was a recession and it took me quite a few months to get my first job, entry level marketing job. And there were other opportunities, but they weren't marketing and I really wanted to get something in marketing and it took me a while and you have to deal with everybody asking you know why aren't you working what's going on yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. you, I thought you'd have this great marketing job by now and it takes time and depending on what's happening you just don't have control over that it does take time and also you know back in 2004 LinkedIn didn't exist it was like monster.com and then I would even say like individual company websites weren't always necessarily like completely updated with career opportunities. Like certainly larger corporations were, but um, I just feel like things were a lot like harder at that point in time just because the digital space around careers hadn't really exploded yet. So you said you were at Simon Property Group for about a year and then from there you moved on to an opportunity at IDG. Yes, IDG, um, International Data Group, was um, my next company that I moved to. And really what kind of triggered that was at Simon Property Group, one of the key things that I worked on was updating the mall website with all the events. And, um, you know, that was like something that I honed in pretty early on that I enjoyed doing. Um, And the IDG opportunity... Um, really was an online marketing role helping to, um, they were doing IT conferences. So I worked on a specific conference and, you know, helped develop like the website, some of the um, brochure materials, and then a key activity um, or responsibility was driving um, conference sign up. So getting attendees to um, come back if they attended in the past and getting new signups for um, the conference. And that um, was a, a great learning opportunity. Um, I wasn't there terribly long. I think I might have been there for just under a year. Um, but I really liked the work. I loved, you know, working on the website and, um, you know, I did like copywriting and proofing for the brochures. So it was a little bit of a mix of um, offline and online work. And it was it was great exposure, great experience. Um, ultimately, IT conferences is not like what makes me personally um, excited. So I, again, had always been so driven. I wanted to work for a consumer product good brand. Um, I searched relentlessly at that time. Um, I was looking at all the footwear companies. There are several in Boston. Um, There was Bose and Staples and, you know, TJX, like any major consumer good company that I could find. I was just relentless in looking. Um, at their job openings. And fortunately, um, an online marketing coordinator role opened up at Saucony and um, I was able to pivot there. um, And that was another just amazing opportunity um, to get into a consumer product brand. And I was running, I was managing like their brand website and they had a few other um, smaller brand sites that I was helping to oversee and manage content and updates for. 
So what sort of was, um, what are some of the key learning things that you would say you got out of that job? Because you said that obviously it was the website part of the previous job that you really enjoyed and that was something that you were super passionate about. So unlike IT conferences, I guess, that got you out of bed in the morning, right? Yeah. Just focusing more on the website work. So what, um, what were the key learning key learnings from you in that position? Because obviously that was a big change in career for you at the time. It was a big change. And that was, if I think back, that was, again, I think a pivotal role for me. Um, Saucony was acquired by Stridewright, who um, I believe today they are owned by the parent corporation Wolverine Brands. So um, at the time, it was Sperry Top Cider, Stride Right Children's Shoes, Keds, Saucony. It was like this umbrella of brands. And what I loved about my time there was, you know, being in the e-commerce group. Now, Saucony at that time when I joined, we didn't have an e-commerce site. We just had a brand website. Um, but we were moving towards an e-commerce site eventually. Um, it's just that in that, at the time, the running specialty retailers um, was a lot of smaller, um, you know, mom and pop shop owned stores, and they didn't want to compete directly um, with the brand in e-commerce. So Saucony was trying to, you know, balance how aggressive they wanted to go with e-commerce at that time. But what I loved was I got to um, meet with and engage with all the other teams on the other brands working in e-commerce. And once a month, there were meetings to the senior leadership team at StrideRight. Um, everybody presented their results in e-commerce, um, and I got to sit in on those. And I was just like, wow, mind blown. <laughs> like, I loved it. I just... It was everything from, you know, talking about products and merchandising and marketing to, you know, different features and functionalities they were adding to the website. And I just knew that like, yes, this is what I want to get my hands on. Um, I also loved working for a brand and being able to, you know, touch the physical product and hear from the product team, like how they're, you know, drawing this, you know, shoe concept and how they're going to take that to prototype and then creation. And I found the whole process just fascinating and, you know, working for a brand that, you know, produces their own products. Like you really get, get to get in the kitchen and see how the whole thing happens from idea creation to, you know, the product going out the door. Essentially all areas of marketing right starting right at inception and it's it's hard now to even see any position in marketing regardless of the level where there isn't that digital component there's just yeah. it almost seems redundant to say digital nowadays when you say marketing because marketing is so digital those two things just go hand in hand Yes, and I also really got to learn just how closely marketing partners with sales and product. I mean, those three groups work um, hand in hand and, you know, marketing helps to come up with the ideas and the creative and sell the product, but, you know, everybody has to be like working together. And um, that was really my first exposure point to that, which I also really enjoyed. 
So Aaron, from that opportunity, you moved on to Reebok. So what, what was the impetus for that for you? Why did you decide to take that next step? So again, just having exposure to all those e-commerce teams, I was just so eager. I really wanted to be more in e-commerce and Saucony was, we were working on a new website, but it was still going to probably be like one to two years before they wanted to go full throttle with e-commerce. And I just felt I didn't want to wait anymore. Um, So I came across the job at Reebok, which was... I think an associate manager of e-commerce and, you know, I think like stars aligned because I had footwear experience. Um, the hiring manager, you know, went to the school that I got my MBA from. So, um, I think those two factors are why I got the job. Um, but that was an incredible opportunity and, and one that I also just feel like set the, trajectory of my whole career. So Reebok had previously um, been using a third party to do all of their um, e-commerce and they decided, you know, e-commerce is the future. We want to build this as a core competency within our company. And they built it from the ground up. And so I was part of, you know, this team um, that did everything. So obviously being a large global company, um, and we were owned by Adidas Group, um, there was a lot of funding. So we had a ton of agencies helping us to build this website. Um, You know, I got to work with so many different like IT and developers and the agencies and, you know, it was everything from obviously building the new site, but Um, we had to build our warehouse and, you know, get everything set up. And, um, there was just so many technical integrations for that project. And it was really my first viewpoint at kind of seeing just how much goes into e-commerce and like running the backend, um, of a website. So I got to really help, um, you know, I, I oversaw um, digital marketing, so I oversaw email and affiliate and paid search, and I also oversaw like the front end of the website, making all like the content changes and really driving the digital marketing strategy, the promotion calendar, um, and I got to like you know work with the creative team to get all the assets produced, and it was just in a fantastic amazing opportunity and we had a really passionate young fun team we all got along with each other and it was a lot of hard work but it was it was awesome so Erin for a student listening who is interested in e-commerce and digital marketing because I I think just you know having this conversation has been fascinating in terms of what's involved in digital and and the roles that you've had are absolutely amazing and I'm sure students are going to be listening thinking oh my god that's what I want to do like that sounds amazing I want to work for a brand I want to get into brand marketing I want to be on the digital side because that's where things are happening what advice would you have for them in terms of skills they should start working on things they should be paying attention to as they start to think about that? That's a great question. I think um, one thing is that 
I use a ton of math every single day of my life and certainly um, certainly Excel makes it, you know, with formulas, um, you know, easier. But I would say I did not know when I was younger how much math was involved with marketing. And I am responsible for the P&L, so I do all of our budgeting and forecasting and sales planning. And so... It's a lot of numbers and financials. Um, And like I said, you're constantly, um, as a marketer, you're going to be responsible for recapping performance on how different things did. So um, being able to be comfortable with data, um, getting comfortable with analytics and looking at, you know, how different programs performed, um, those are going to be like two key things that you're going to need to be able to do and you'll learn over time like you know through your first job and different projects that you get exposure to but um i think when i was younger i didn't realize how much math and financial planning was involved with marketing um and it really is um a big portion and again with the analytics um you know it's all tied together and you as a marketer are constantly trying to figure out where can I spend more money to drive more impact um, and and have, you know, whether your ultimate goal is to drive sales or you're trying to get people to come to, um, you know, a concert or an event, like you always have sort of a, a goal that you're trying to work on and increase. And I would imagine that, let's say you're looking at asking for additional budget for something on the marketing side that you're going to use those math skills in order to actually be able to build a business case to say with this investment this is exactly what we expect we're going to get in return and that would be a big part of an ask within an organization 